Step Into the Realm of the Paranormal Until the Last Drop, a show that blends paranormal stories and events with a theme drink. Well, here we are at another episode. This one's a little bit different, and we're going to try to do a different format. We're thinking about slightly shorter episodes, but more of them. Yeah. So. Like shots. Yeah. 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 That might be a little bit easier to work with. I mean, occasionally we might have one of the lengthier ones and all that, depending on the topic and all that. But I have a feeling that uh, it might just be a little bit uh, easier for everyone to digest if <laughs> we're uh, doing a little bit shorter. Yeah, like single topics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So speaking of things, now this is this is going to be a scary topic all on its own because it comes from Kentucky. <laughs> hey. So, I mean, that's pretty scary. I'm not from Kentucky, but I lived in Kentucky. Yeah. Well, this place is from Kentucky. So, yes, um, this one's known as the uh, Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Yep. Kentucky's Hospital of the Damned. Yup. Yeah. So apart from that, we're also going to be going over a uh, drink that's, I guess, kind of linked (laughs) with it. Um, Loosely connected. Yeah. I mean, this one is, as far as shots go, I mean, yeah, sure. Why not? There's something that involves like a brain of some sort so it's a shot yeah for this one shot yeah ha that's where the connection is the dead will rise so they can hear more content from till the last drop so what's up with waverly hills well let's see apparently just in general history uh-huh. During the 1800s and early 1900s, America was ravaged by a deadly disease. You say no. apparently, like, like well, that's not known. <laughs> well, I don't know. Some people might not know it. I guess. Yeah. Anyway, America was ravaged by a deadly disease known to many as the White Death. Now, this one is not the same White Death as, um, what was it, 14? I don't remember when, like, uh, when the Pilgrims landed. Uh, but that's, oh. the, that's the other White Death. This one is tuberculosis. Oh. I'm, well, I mean, smallpox, so. Columbus Day is coming up, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Actually, it's no longer considered Columbus Day. Um, But, yeah, aside from that. (laughs) So, tuberculosis. Yep. Yeah, it was a terrifying and contagious plague. Yep. And there was no cure. Yeah, at the time. Yeah. So, I mean, we're almost getting to the point where there's going to be no cure again because people (laughs) just don't really want to. You know, anywho. So it (laughs) claimed entire families and sometimes entire towns. Yeah. It was pretty vicious. Now that's a ghost town right there. Um, Anyway. Death caused ghost towns. Yeah. I mean, like, well, Louisville, Kentucky can have, it had some of the highest tuberculosis death rates in America, um, mainly because of the location. I mean, it was in like swampland and all that. So it, uh, most diseases are going to be close to like that kind of environment. I yeah, mean, it was a perfect breeding breeding ground for the disease. Yeah. So, and of course, like in uh, I think it was 1910, the hospital was constructed in the uh, southern Jefferson County, which became known as the uh, the Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Which, interestingly enough, it wasn't. They tried to do what they could, like help cure it but the reality of it is it didn't really it was kind of more of just a holding area so yeah they had lots of ideas um 
because there wasn't any medicine available, they offered them rest and fresh air and yeah. lots of nutritious food. Yeah. Which is nice. Um, but yeah, the main use for the hospital was to isolate the people who had come down with it to keep them away from the people who had not. Yeah. So it's kind of like a leper colony. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, and that's the thing too. It's like um, the treatments for it were, they weren't really the greatest. I mean, sometimes being as bad as the disease. Yeah. So, I mean, what was it like uh, exposing lungs to UV light and all yeah. that to try to stop bacteria? Because, yes, bacteria can not easily survive in like a UV, a high intensely UV environment. But then again, the tissue of your lungs <laughs> may not be very well off. And, yeah, it's a little sensitive. You know, internal organs are not really like meant to be like exposed to UV light like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, they had a lot of sunrooms and stuff, too, in yeah. the facility. They used artificial light, too, in place of sunlight. Or um, patients were up on the roof or open <laughs> por porches of yeah. the hospital. See, the thing is, like, I'm thinking of, like, somebody, like, oh, we're just going to open you up and have your lungs exposed. Or, like, they're going to shine a big light down your throat into your lungs. But, like. I don't think it was quite like yeah, that. Yeah, I know. It's, like. From that, it's just like, oh, go stand in this room with the sunlight. <laughs> go I'm like, stand on the that's, sun. That's not going to do anything. I mean, you get vitamin D, sure. But vitamin like, D is important. Well, yeah. Or you could eat some spinach and salmon. But So um, they also thought that fresh air was a possible cure. <laughs> Stale air full of disease. <laughs> go breathe. Yeah. Um, so patients were often placed in front of really big windows or on the open porches. And they put them there. No matter what the season was, um, there's a lot of old photographs that show patients lounging in chairs, taking in the fresh air, <laughs> while literally covered in snow. Well, the snow's not air. <laughs> no, they were covered in it. And yeah. Then, but they could still breathe in the air. Cold air. <laughs> well, maybe it was better. Yeah. I mean, our bacteria and stuff supposed to not like cold <laughs> yeah well they'll find the place where they need to stay and then they'll just stay there. <laughs> they'll burrow in deeper yeah um there was also some other treatments that didn't involve just sitting in the sun or sitting in a chair um the non-lazy treatments well yeah like these were the balloons that were in the lungs to help <sighs> expand them and help them fill with air but the thing is like that doesn't really help too much especially when like Muscles and ribs are being removed. Yeah, that well, that was, that was. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was another operation. They were removing muscles and ribs to allow the patient's chest and their lungs to expand more. Yeah, to let in more oxygen. Um, but yeah. that one was like their last resort. Yeah, they only started removing muscles and ribs when you were really critical, <laughs> and most people died. Yeah. Well, so, like, from that, not from the tuberculosis. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, basically, and then it comes to, I was like, well, if you survive the disease and the treatments, I mean, you just left the same way you came in. Um, but then again, there was also, like, <laughs> the body chute. <laughs> yeah. It. it was basically an enclosed tunnel that led from the hospital to the railroad tracks at the bottom of the hill. Um, they'd use the motorized rail and cable to lower the bodies in secret. To like trains so that they could be exported out without anybody really knowing, um, which is also not just good for the patient's mental health, but also physical health to avoid contact and all that too. 
Yeah. Um, however, it also means that there is a little bit of a discrepancy as far as how many people may have actually died at that sanatorium. Yeah. Well, there's been a lot of people that claim that tens of thousands died. Yeah, that's that's but... a high number if you think about it. <laughs> But according to Dr. J. Frank Stewart, who was an assistant medical director at the hospital, he says that the highest number of deaths to occur at Waverly Hills in one year was 152. And by 1955, those numbers had dropped to as low as like 42 deaths. And they've estimated that based on death certificates that were filed, approximately 6,000 people died there dating all the way back to the original hospital records from 1911. Yeah. So a little less than they were <laughs> they were guessing. Yeah. Yeah, it's still a lot. I mean, to have that many deaths in one single structure. Yeah. Is still intense. Um but it wasn't as bad as people make it out to be. Yeah. And I mean like that's that's the other thing too. It's like kind of Although it may have been thought to be a lot. I mean, it did start to decrease, too, mm-hmm. um, by late 1930s. It, uh, a lot of it was, a lot of TB was normally, like, eradicated in the U.S. Um, a couple of like, small cases after World War II kind of came up, um, mainly because a lot of soldiers that were returning from, like, other parts of the world, they may have contracted it and when they came back, they were already advanced in their cases too. So they didn't really have a lot of, I guess, treatment options. So they kind of ended up over at Waverly Hills to kind of. To get some air. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To lose some ribs. Yeah. No, to just like be isolated. Yeah. And allowed to experience tuberculosis. (laughs) Yeah. Experience it in full. (laughs) Yeah. <clears throat> so I can see why. I mean, it was a plague. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, obviously, there was a lot of death. Yeah. That happened. And it was a plague that they didn't know how to stop it. Well, yeah. So I'm obviously that's that's scary. And <laughs> and so, yeah, I can understand why people would think that there was a more death. I guess there was a higher number. So. While 6,000 is not a low number, if you consider it was over a couple decades, that's not terrible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's still not good, but... No. It's not like 10,000 plus and all that, too. It's tens of thousands. Tens of thousands, yeah. Yeah. So, comparatively... (laughs) Yeah, there's... better. Yeah. So. So, yeah, 1961, Waverly closed down. It was... Reopened a year later as Woodhaven Geriatric Sanitarium. <laughs> yep. And there have been rumors and stories about patient mistreatment and unusual experience experiments Sorry, during the years that the building was used as an old age home. Yeah. Um, basically, like, a lot of it was some was said to be false. Mm-hmm. Of course, there are other, like, true, like, things that happened in there, like the electroshock therapy and all that. Yeah, that um, was used a lot during yeah. those days. So. Yeah, just electrocuted away. Yeah. That'll well, work. they actually, they've been using it again <laughs> for different things recently. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, It's said to have some benefits. There was a lot of stuff that happened in sanitariums and asylums that was 
Yeah. Absolutely horrendous and barbaric. Yeah. Well, of course, and it's the same thing. Like, they had budget cuts, which (laughs) obviously led to, like, worse conditions, which kind of just how it ends up going. I mean... You mean when they don't have money, they can't afford to treat people? Exactly. Huh. So... Maybe they're just using like lower voltages or something with their electroshock <laughs> therapy. So we can only give you two 20 volt shocks today. Yeah. The electric bill was high yesterday. Yeah. It was like, well, all right, everybody, we get the choice between like electroshock treatment or having the <laughs> lights on. So today and tomorrow is going to be dark. <laughs> yeah. We got a lot of electroshock to get through. Yeah. No, I mean, I know I've seen a lot of documentaries and stuff on, on the conditions and in other asylums around the country and the world i guess and a lot of them degraded yeah in absolutely deplorable ways yeah and the way that those people were treated is heartbreaking um so i guess it's not super uh surprising that waverly hill suffered the same fate as a lot of state-run facilities of that time yeah. And of course, it it led to be closed in 1982. Hey, I know that so, year. Yeah. <laughs> so, and of course, that's that's what brings up speculation as to being like, well, there's all this stuff, all this history that was with it. So, of course, mm-hmm. it seems like it would be a haunted thing. Um, and it, yeah, I could see it. I was like, sure, why not? A, a lot, lot of, of, yeah. I mean, when you have so much death and pain, and I mean, even when it was a tuberculosis facility those people were in agony you know like even if they lived like the time that they were there was not pleasant so there's a lot of emotional energy that could potentially be in that general vicinity or in that area yeah um of course there was also like indecision with what was going to happen with it as well (laughs) i mean over like the decades to follow it being closed i mean like (laughs) see in 1983 it's a developer purchased the property with the plans to turn it into a minimum security prison for the state of kentucky Ah. Um, those plans were dropped after the neighbors protested and then a new idea to turn the former hospital into apartments came up that Um, would be interesting yeah um, i would low-key they didn't have the financing so that was abandoned (laughs) Aw, that's a shame. Yeah. So, in 1996, it was bought by oh, yeah. a man. Um, I'm not. I'm gonna pronounce Robert Alberhasky. Looks right. Yeah. yeah, he ran church. Or I'm sorry, he ran Christ the Redeemer Foundation Incorporated. Wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't really like put a lot of attention into that. And like, wait a minute, an incorporation? Wait, something's not right here. Uh-huh. Anyway. So his his big plan after he purchased it was he wanted to construct the world's tallest statue of Jesus on the Waverly site. Okay. Uh, and Get he also goals. he wanted to have an art and worship center. Um, the statue that he wanted to make was, of course, uh, inspired by the Christ the Redeemer sat- statue in Rio de Janeiro. That's a big one. Yeah. Everybody, I mean, whether you are you believe or not, most people know that statue. Uh, well, yeah, everybody knows that that's your your basic Jesus pose yeah. right there. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, he wanted that on the, on the roof <laughs> of the hospital, which is a weird place to put it, but, you know. And that 
statue, just the statue, was going to cost about $4 million. <sighs> That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Of course, now I don't know what it is, but like, let's see if I can find like, what is this, 1996 money? So like $4 million in 1996. Um, What's that? What would that be now? I don't know. I'm going to try to see if I can find it. And if you want to keep going. Yeah. About, okay. Yeah. So he also like after the statue was built, he had a second phase that he wanted to then pursue, which was he was going to convert the sanatorium into a chapel, theater and gift shop. And that was going to run another $8 million. <laughs> On top of the four million for the statue. Um, not surprisingly, the donations fell a little short, <laughs> just yeah, a little. Yeah. During the first year, they raised a total of three thousand dollars. Yeah. Mm. So by December of nineteen ninety-seven, that project was canceled. Okay, so. <laughs> And today, uh -huh. it looks like with the inflation calculation, it looks like it would be about uh, seven point eight million dollars for just the from statue? the from the four million. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. So in total, I guess what would we be looking at twelve million. Yeah, yeah. So for twelve million, we would be looking at about twenty three million. That's so, a lot. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot before. Yeah, <laughs> but he raised three thousand. Yeah, that's that's like a little bit, isn't it? <laughs> that's like uh, not not. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'd be happy with three thousand, but not if I was trying to get twelve million. That's like barely even a toenail on that statue. <laughs> that's like getting a rock. I think. Oh, that's like um, in Lost, they had a statue, but over time it had like fallen away, and it was just feet. <laughs> So it's just the feet. Not even. You're right. It's like a tone because it's 3,000. Yeah. So. Well, I don't even know. If it, I think it's like the unfinished rock that would become a toenail. I think that's about as much as we get. It's the pebble in the yard. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously he abandoned the property and he was trying to recoup some of the cost by having the property condemned so that he could tear down the buildings and redevelop. Mm. And that plan was blocked by the county. And according to rumor, demolition work was then done around the southern edge of the building in order to undermine the structural foundations and collect <laughs> insurance money. Oh, yeah. It also failed. Yeah. And in 2001, it was sold to Charlie and Tina Mattingly, and they are the current owners of the property. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. They probably have it to, like, retain its historical value and, of course, mm -hmm. to use it as, like, a uh, ghost attraction. Tour. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because... I was going to go visit Waverly Hills when I lived in Kentucky. Mm. Yeah, we were going to go. And I'm pretty sure you contacted the Mattinglys oh, at the time. Okay. That's who you went through to set up. Because I think they ran tours and stuff. I think there's, well, there's still tours being ran. But yeah. I don't know yeah. if they do it directly or if they're outsourcing. I don't know how popular it is. I don't know. I mean, it seemed pretty popular when we were going to do it. Because yeah. you had to, like, reserve it quite a bit in advance. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would, I, I wish I had gone. It was so cool or would have been, I guess, mm. but yeah, I'm pretty sure you can still go visit. I think through their website or whatever. Um, yeah. So that's who still owns it. Yep. Um, unfortunately 
by 2001, um, a lot of the building had been, you know, kind of chipped away by time and the elements yeah. and vandals who went there looking for a thrill. Yeah. And yeah, it had become the local haunted house. And also it attracted homeless people who were looking for shelter and teenagers who broke in looking for ghosts. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, and I mean, like, gained a reputation for being haunted, and stories began to circulate with the resident ghosts. Like, for instance, a little girl was seen running up and down the, the third floor in the solarium. Mm -hmm. um, a little boy who was spotted with a leather ball. Yeah. Um, apparently a hearse that appeared in the back of the building, dropping off coffins. And I think a, that's weird. Yeah, it was a ghost hearse. Hearse. Well, also, because wasn't it a train that took the bodies? Yes. So why was it a hearse? I don't know. Well, ghost train sounds a lot better than a ghost hearse. I would, so. I would pay money to see a ghost um, train over a ghost hearse. Yeah. Um, and then a woman with the bleeding wrists who carried, who cried for help and others. So and oh. others as far as like the other <laughs> ghosts. Yeah. So. And a lot of people talk about slamming doors, lights and windows, as if there's still power running, strange sounds, eerie footsteps in empty rooms. You know the typical. Oogie boogie stuff. Yep. Yep, yep. There's also a legend of a man in a white coat who was seen walking in the kitchen and the smell of cooking food that sometimes wafted <laughs> through the room. Yeah. Um, Ghost food. <laughs> I mean, it's probably less calories. Right? <laughs> yeah. Empty calories. Ooh. <laughs> Um, so even though the kitchen was a disaster, it had broken windows and plaster falling down, tables and chairs broken, puddles of water, um, they still heard, like, people would still report hearing footsteps in the room. There was a door that would swing shut under its own power, <laughs> and people would smell fresh, fresh baked bread. Mm, bread. I would follow that smell. <laughs> <laughs> um... Apparently, and there's there's one more that they claim to be the greatest and potentially most controversial mm -hmm. legend. Um, the fifth floor of the building apparently consisted of two nurses' stations, a pantry, a linen room, medicine room, two medium-sized rooms on both sides of the nurses' station. Uh, one of these, apparently, it's room 502. Mm -hmm. It's a subject to many rumors and legends about a ever-curiosity... Wait a minute. <laughs> Room 502 is subject to many rumors and legends about every curiosity seeker that has broken into Waverly Hills over the years wanted to see it. Um, this is where, according to stories, people have seen shapes moving through the windows, have heard disembodied voices, and legends are, to be believed, have even jumped to their death. Yeah, so the story, the main controversial story is that a nurse was found dead in room 502 in 1928. Um, they say that she'd committed suicide by hanging herself from a light fixture. That's a lot of work. Well, so. if you're committed. <laughs> right? I mean, she could have just not gone back to work. Well, she was 29 years old at the time, unmarried and yeah. pregnant. Ah. Yeah. So her depression over that situation led her to take her own life. Um, it's not known how long she may have been hanging before her body was discovered. And they say that that's not the only tragedy that was connected to the notorious room 502. 
Well, that's interesting to think about because that would mean that she would have, there's two nurses stations. Uh That would mean she was the only nurse that was in those two stations that were up there for that amount of time. So it it seems, unless it was like maybe an overnight or something. Maybe she closed the door. Oh, maybe. Well, and locked it. It's in that specific room. Maybe she closed the door and nobody checked because it was a nurse's area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 1928. Nobody cares about nurses. (laughs) No, and then in 1932, there was another nurse who worked in the same room, room 502, and she jumped from the roof patio and plunged several stories to her death. Parkour! (laughs) It's not parkour, but... Nope. Um, No one really knows why she did that, but some have speculated that she may have actually been pushed. Mm. Yeah. Pushed by a ghost? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um, So there's no records that indicate that but rumors continue to persist yeah so those are some of the most notorious like those ones are really really well known i know every every time i've seen like ghost hunters or whatever paranormal investigators um go to waverly yeah they always talk about that story in particular yeah room 502 and they always go up there well i would almost think that if i was going to be doing like ghost hunting or something i wouldn't be going to the room but i would be looking at the landing area (laughs) from the window because that would seem to be a little bit more haunted in my opinion than that actual room because why would she be back in that room she'd probably be on the ground you know well but there's still the other lady who did die in the room yeah so yeah Mm. Um, I don't know. So, yeah, I guess because of what is said to have happened in room 502, people claim paranormal experiences there. Um, you know, could be overactive imaginations. It could be real. Yeah. It's really hard to say. Um, yeah. yeah. They, they figure, well, they can't prove what happened in that room they feel like yeah. and they can't disprove it yeah, yeah yeah they think that it's likely that something happened in that room that at least put a root of the legends there yeah whether it was all of that or some other tragedy um you know how that happens it's like like what telephone where <laughs> like yeah. yeah you say something like Ah, somebody tripped on the bed and stubbed their toe. And then it turns into somebody hung themselves from the lamp. Yeah. By yeah. the end of it. So. Yeah. Um, I also know you mentioned the little boy with the ball. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've seen paranormal investigators who were there and they like take a ball and put it in the hallway. Ball in the hall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they would encourage the boy to play with it. Yeah. And I've seen again. I've seen lots of televised investigations of this place where the ball moves. Yeah. I don't know if that's the floor or because <laughs> if you set a ball on our floor in our apartment, it would probably roll. Yeah. Well, our floors aren't even. Yeah. Well, I mean, that also makes me think that like, there is technically ways around that. Um, I don't know. To be like extremely skeptical on this. I mean, you remember that remote control ball? My Spiro, yeah. yeah. Um, it's basically a ball that has like think of like BB-8, 
for anybody who hasn't like heard of the Sphero. Didn't they make a Sphero that was BB-8? Pretty sure. Um, basically, it's just like a the interior of it is what is got the driving motor and like the the drive for the wheels, so that you don't see any of it. It can it houses everything inside this ball. Right. Um, in the case of BB-8, there's probably like a oriented magnet that would be up it's to the top head. of it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, other than that, I mean, the concept of it is like, well, it's kind of cool. Um, but like you just take that and put it into a very light ball and like maybe like, I don't know, fill it with air, sew it up, whatever you have to do. <laughs> so now you have something that looks like just a regular ball and then you can like control it. And of course, because it's in there, it's going to dampen the sound of it moving around and all that too. Plus you can always just like put it off in a distance where you're not going to pick up the sound anyway. So Sphero was pretty quiet. Yeah. Um, it had lights on it, but I'm pretty sure you could disable those. Yeah, it so, was bright lights. Yeah. I missed that whole thing. So I'm pretty sure that, like, the thing is, like, the technology to, like, falsify it is out there. It's not hard to, well, to yeah. really think about I it mean, now. I mean, honestly, if you put a rubber ball in an empty corridor that the walls aren't complete, like, oh, a yeah. small breeze could move it. Yeah. I you mean, don't have to, like, get all, like, fancy and put a Sphero in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you wanted to do some crazy ghost stuff, I mean, that's how you do it. <laughs> but I think a lot of times they would put the ball in the hallway and they put like a static camera on it. Yeah. And then they'd just leave it and they'd go explore. Right. And they'd be like, we went back and looked and you can see the ball and it moves. Yeah. And again, I can't say whether or not it was a little boy ghost or <laughs> if it was the wind or what. I wasn't yeah. there. Yeah. And, I, and again, I mean, that's the whole thing is like. Anything that's not in frame of that camera is up for discrepancy. Yeah. I mean, I could be behind. Somebody could be behind the camera. Somebody could be, like, just out of frame. It's it's easy to fake. I mean, you can just, like, put – you can if, as long as you know where your camera is, you can, like, outline it with tape, too, so you know that somebody doesn't walk in a certain area. Yeah. So um, – but, yeah, that's the whole ghost ball thing in my opinion, <laughs> anyway. So. <laughs> oh, it's like – you just made me think of those videos where, like, people see an orb of light that's just moving on its own and like haven't you seen those probably it's like a glowing ball of fire that's just moving through their home yeah okay i don't i know that just made <laughs> me think of that randomly yeah. and I, you see all these videos and i'm like i don't i don't believe that but yeah could be a glare <laughs> No, it's like a sentient ball of fire. Oh. I don't know. I'll have to look them up and show you. They're yeah. silly. But yeah. Um, I also know that one of the main places that they like to investigate investigate when they go there is the body shoot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and again, I haven't been there myself, but it looks intimidating. Like a fun time. No. <laughs> I'm... Even if I didn't think it was haunted, I don't know that I would want to chill in the body shoot. No. It's like a long, sloped, narrow hallway that they, again, they would put bodies in carts and let them go down. Yeah. And obviously there's no carts now, but a lot of dead people went through there. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Huh. It's always, it looks very creepy. And there's no lights. And oh, you're yeah. just walking down a dark stone tunnel, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've seen a lot of, you know, they think they see shadows and they think they feel things and they think they hear things. And um, 
you don't know if it's the wind or if it's their imagination getting, you know, running away with them or what, but... A lot of the ghost stuff. Yeah. I think that it's definitely an interesting facility. Yeah. There's a lot of history. There's a lot of tragedy connected to it. Um, And that kind of stuff can leave a mark, even just on the energy. So... Whether it's haunted or not, I'm sure that the energy around there is probably weird. Yeah. Um, because of what happened there. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, I think that might, I think that might actually cover the most of everything here. Yeah. At least for now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's somewhat of a shorter episode. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like we're getting a little, little later, but who knows yet. So, um, I mean, we try. Yeah, That's well, a, we still of, covered what we needed to. There's a lot of information yeah. about it. It's a big facility. It has a lot of history. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm pretty sure you can you can look up their site online, and you might be able to still do tours. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can still book them and all that. Yeah. So. Um. So if that's something, if you decide that you want to check it out, please do it the appropriate legal way. Yeah. Um. Don't just go there. Because it is somebody's property. It's probably under security as well. I mean, I'm, I would imagine at this point. I'm pretty sure they do have security. Yeah. So that's, yeah, you don't want to, you know, yeah. go into the backwoods of Kentucky and break into right. somebody's property. Well, going to the back. Well, yeah, that's just a generally bad idea uh-huh. to do. Uh-huh. I mean, three three things like breaking into property, <laughs> backwoods of Kentucky. Uh-huh. I mean, those, those are the three. It's the backwoods and the Kentucky part. They're separated. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, it's best not to. <laughs> I, I lived in Kentucky. It's a beautiful state. There's some some real dense backwoodsy areas. And sometimes weird things happen out there. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you can go to the their, find their site and like book with them. Plus, I'm sure it helps, you know, with whatever upkeep or maintenance they do on the property. Yeah. So. I would still love to go there at some point. I think it would be really neat. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, next up, we've got ourselves a drink. Actually, uh-huh. two different drinks. And they're yeah. going to be in a shot form. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. We're going to do shots. Mm, yes. Mm, so listen in for that. Yeah. <laughs> at Till the Last Drop, we'd like to hear your stories, not have you become the story. So please drink responsibly. All right, so our drinks are a little interesting for these, <laughs> yeah. to say the least. Um, you actually found these I, out as like a pre-existing recipe. So. Yes. Weirdly enough, my aunt posted the recipe. Yeah. So it's called the brain hemorrhage. Mm. Mm-hmm. It looks like what you would think a brain hemorrhage shot would look like. I guess looks kind of like a mess, really. <laughs> yeah, it's like a chunky mess. Yeah. So the base of it is peach schnapps. Not bad. Yeah. And then um, it has some grenadine in it. That's not bad either. No. There's a there's a normal brain hemorrhage and then there's like a brain hemorrhage zombie shot. Mm. The difference is the zombie has Midori. Yeah. And both of them are topped off with... Irish cream. 
That can be good. <laughs> All of the components are good. Yeah. And then you put them in a shot glass together. Yeah. And it looks chunky. Yeah, that's kind of... <laughs> yeah. But I've seen a lot of people say that they're really good. <laughs> well, that's... Uh, I've seen a lot of people things do things too, and I don't. Yeah. I don't know if I can agree with all of that. Well, that's why we're gonna try it ourselves. Yeah. Well, that makes sense then. Mm -hmm. So I've made the normal brain hemorrhage shot, and then I made the zombie one. Mm -hmm. There's another one too. Um, I can't remember what that. One. It's another version that has like blue caraco in it. Curacao? Curacao, yes. I don't, I don't know I don't how you... it's called. I haven't that, used it. So. That C word. Yeah. Oh, um, I didn't know that was in there. <laughs> no, not that one. Oh. Um, no, we don't happen to have that, so I didn't make that one. Okay, well, that works. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, you want to start with the normal one? I guess. You okay. can try it so first. So, how are we doing this? Are I don't we, know. Are we, like... Are we taking a sip? Oh, it's so chunky. I don't think a sip is going to work with some I, of these. That's what I'm thinking. It's like, oh, it's all on the top now. I'm sorry. I'm looking at it. It's kind of cool. <laughs> it looks like it's like a pussy brain floating on the top. I don't know if that one's better. Uh, It doesn't seem like it's better. No, it's all just chunky on the bottom. It's kind of throughout. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't look like something you would want to slam down your gullet. No, it doesn't. This is cool looking, though. I'm <laughs> sorry. It looks like um, stuff in, like, uh, fluid, like, specimens. Medical oh, okay. specimens or whatever. I guess this makes sense, considering it is, like, and uh, it's an older asylum. So, I guess yeah. like, that kind of themes a... well with the medical side yeah, of things i know it's kind of a stretch but i figured an asylum is or sanatorium I guess, yeah that's what, we're it, really... that's what it actually is it's yeah. sanatorium because it was a tuberculosis hospital yep um so <clears throat> yeah it was a sanatorium um i figured it's like somewhat medical and a brain hemorrhage is a medical thing and <laughs> i'm leaping and stretching <laughs> but it looked interesting and yeah. i kind of wanted to do these yeah and i figured it would be kind of cool this one looks so neat so do you want to just you do a whole shot and i do is that how you want to do this sure why not <sighs> do you want the the zombie one i don't care and i'll take the normal one yeah i don't care it's gonna be chunky when i drink it isn't it i don't care yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh might be i don't know it's so interesting <laughs> hold on i cannot just think of it like an egg drop soup, only the egg is like the brain. Oh, is that? Brain drop soup. Brain drop soup. Brain drop hmm, That's probably a thing somewhere. Honestly. Could be. It Who knows? Be. You know, I, yeah, maybe in the world of uh, Indiana Jones. Yes. Monkey brain drop soup? Yes. It is neat looking now. I know I'm like stalling, but I want to... <laughs> I'm taking a picture. We'll put it on Facebook. All right. Well, I'll just take this shot. Okay. Now, you go ahead so. and do yours. Oh, it was so. <laughs> I heard that. It's, uh. <laughs> you can't really taste the Baileys. Did you feel it? I think though? it's just there for effect. <laughs> Did you feel it? 
Uh, you haven't taken it yet, so I don't oh, want to say anything. Oh, God. I'm going to feel this junk, aren't I? <laughs> <gasps> okay. <clears throat> this is for you guys, so... Hmm. <laughs> it doesn't taste bad. No. But it is a big chunk. Yeah. And that's weird. <clears throat> but it tastes good. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, I mean the peach schnapps well, for the the zombie variant, I guess. The peach schnapps and the uh Midori actually work out pretty well. Yeah. It's like um, a peach melon kind of thing, which and that's the other thing, like there's hardly any flavor from the Baileys at all, it seems. It's just there because just it's there. It's just a chunk. Yeah, it, the Bailey chunk. It's just the the bits in your drink. It's really yeah. cool. I think it's a neat niche, like Halloweeny type thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the the I'm making a big deal, but the chunk wasn't really that bad. You could kind <laughs> of feel it, but it wasn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's I don't know. It, it's kind of like the other thing. Like I think of like the cement mixer. That's one of them. That also like it's a uh, Bailey's and like a shot of lime juice. And you mix it in your mouth, and it's just like, yeah, that's cool. You just want to make some cheese, mm. some alcohol cheese in your mouth. I want to make cheese, but not like that. <laughs> like, there's better ways. Yeah. Yeah, it's it looks slightly off-putting, but it's cool <laughs> because that's what it's supposed to look like. Oh, yeah. And, the, yeah, I'm, like I said, making a weird deal about the chunk, but the chunk wasn't bad either, really. <laughs> the brain. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, no, that was a nice shot. I think that would be fun for, you know, spooky themed parties or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's easy. It tastes good. It goes down easy. Chunk went down easy too. <laughs> um, Baby Ruth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I like that. Mm-hmm. I can see why people were, were talking good about it. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a stretch to go with all the content, but you know, it, it's still... It works. It's there. So. I made a connection. I don't care how big of a stretch it was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And yeah, I mean, currently for us, it's October. So yeah, spooky stuff is yeah. fun. Um, but yeah, that was neat. Cool. Have one at your next adult party. <laughs> yeah. This is Till the Last Drop, and you're listening to this next section on our tab. All right. So we've gone over the sanatorium and we had a couple interesting drinks. Mm-hmm. So interesting to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> they were thick. Yeah. Well, I mean, like. Not as thick as that banana thing. Yeah. Well, oh. I, I, the egg drop soup is something that kind of came to mind. So that's. Yeah. Makes me think of With that. Heavy on the egg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, they were really good. Yeah. Yeah. And nice flavors. And I think that. As I said before, they would work really well for like a uh, Halloween party or a spooky theme party. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, had some good content as far as like the sanatorium and kind of mm-hmm. going over the history and the current state of it and all yeah. that. So that's that's kind of kind of an interesting take on everything there. Yeah. Again, it's it's one of those places where sad things happened. Yep. And. Unfortunately, that can leave a mark on place. So, yeah. So, anyway, if you like what we do, <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, you're listening to us at one of the various 
platforms where you can listen to podcasts. But mm-hmm. we also have our website, tillthelastdrop.com. You can listen to the episodes there, post comment. Um, we have a somewhat of a store if you if you like like the the theming and whatnot on there i mean you'd like to like, support us and show your support yeah i mean we've got like a shirt and a mug up there yeah. um there is uh there's also like facebook and uh for the most part facebook <laughs> oh, like facebook we don't yeah, use that other yeah um i would say twitter but there is no twitter anymore nope it's so X. yeah that's uh not really an account that we use um, yeah we're not i mean we have it yeah and of course i mean like we have a form if you have any questions or comments or anything that we can do like through the either through facebook you can give us a message that way or you could um like go straight through the website yeah and there's a link to that if you need to reach out to us yeah if any of you decide to go check out waverly or have in the past don't hesitate to tell us your stories and your experiences because yeah. that would be really cool here yeah so other than that, I mean, I believe, I mean, there's no ghosts that have any other comments that they want to put in. So I believe that uh, that should wrap it up for today. Yeah. So, well, thanks for sticking with us until the last drop. Thank you for listening till the last drop. For more paranormal experiences served up with a theme drink, check us out wherever you listen to podcasts.